Hello, welcome to the third episode of my podcast, Stories by Vera V. Any small chance I've ever taken has altered the course of my life forever. Taking chances. Let's talk about it. Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. My inspiration came for this episode from an event that occurred yesterday. If you know this, and you know this if you follow my Instagram, but anyway... I took part in my school's tennis season. I know, I know. I played high school tennis. And I can say this officially now because the season is officially over. And the event that happened yesterday I'm referring to, it's called the banquet. I'm not sure if other schools have it. I'm pretty sure they do. But what my school does is at the end of the season, for any sport, I'm pretty sure, when all the games are done, when the finals are completed... An event is hosted and it is a dinner for families and parents to just be there and celebrate and whatnot. And for me, I did not feel like going to it. I know. (laughs) I know. I just didn't feel like it. I was in a pretty rough mood the past few days. And yesterday I almost, I mean, I was going to go because I RSVP'd and it is a responsibility if you RSVP to go to things, but I just really didn't want to. I didn't know what to expect. And what was there actually astounded me quite a lot and inspired this episode. So to start off, first of all, it was in an absolutely beautiful place. It was this venue overlooking the city. I know, I didn't expect that at all. And you could see all the lights and everything. And parents came with the athletes, also known as my teammates. (laughs) And it was just so nice, such a beautiful atmosphere, good food. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was genuine and it was emotional. And so while I was there, I kind of, I really, I feel like I entered into the atmosphere of the event, which is really the most important thing, I feel like, when you attend anything. And it was so incredibly genuine and inspiring. Because how it went is, first we played, you know, games or whatever. We submitted baby pictures days prior and all the players were guessing whose baby picture was it, like which one of the teammates. It was really fun. And then there was also the game Guess the Song where players and parents made their own groups and they were guessing the five seconds of a song and what song was it. It was just overall a fun thing. And then also, obviously, there were speeches and awards and whatnot. And what really got me, and I remember this moment distinctly, is when the coaches were speaking about one of the players And about how she played when she was tired, when she was injured. She still wanted to play so badly. And I remember my eyes welling up at that specific moment. Because it inspired me so greatly. And thing is, I can't believe I'm surrounded by such wonderful individuals, you know. And then also, when the players were making speeches about the coaches, I remember the Frosh Soft team, which is a team of freshmen and sophomores. That's not the one I'm on because I'm a senior. So I have to be in varsity. Otherwise, I'm dropped. But anyway, they were talking about their coach. And it was, it was so nice. They are like, you know, we can always gossip with you. And you're always so helpful. And it was just so genuine. And you could feel that it was coming from their heart. So that also touched me quite a bit. And then also, fun news, we had superlatives I believe that's what it's called so in schools it's like oh you're most likely to win an award you're most likely to do this and to do that but here it was just kind of random things like there was one (laughs) this one girl got it 
<laughs> she was our school's underdog, which I didn't really understand the memo of. It was kind of random is what I'm trying to say. My sister got the one because she's on the Frosh soft team. She got the one that was looks tough, but is a softie. And then her friend got class clown and I got local celebrity, which <laughs> was really funny. And also they had awards that were more formal. So there are, I believe, four in that category where it's most valuable player which is the MVP. My sister got that, by the way. She is carrying the team on her back. Her win-loss record is incredible. Um, there's also most inspirational, which my doubles partner got. There is most improved, which I got. Ah, surprise. And I'm pretty sure there's also... Oh, there's also the coaches award. So I got most improved. And when the coach was... Art coach, the varsity coach, when she was giving the speech... Because usually how it happens is... She says, okay, I have awards to give. And everybody's listening, obviously, because it's it's kind of a formal event, you, you could say. And she starts talking about the person that she's about to award. And so for the most improved award, she was like, you know, this girl on the court, she always plays hard. She's always looking to reach her highest potential. <laughs> and at that moment, my heart started <laughs> beating quite a bit because I love the phrase fullest potential, highest potential, potential in general. It just... Ugh, drives me it, it's about power it's about it's about drive it's about power we stay hungry we devour put in the work put in the hours and take what's ours potential you know that's how I feel about it and so she was saying that and then she awarded me she was like Vera and I I did not expect that I honestly did not so I came up and got my award got my photo taken and that was that for awards and then there were also they had honoring the seniors section of the evening where we all came up we got oh it's just so sad we got our little ribbons around the neck that said you know um our school's varsity tennis team year 2020 to 2021 oh it's it's very sad um but anyway it, it was a fun time I absolutely loved that event However, at the end, so you know how I did not feel like going, right? <laughs> I'm so glad I did. Because first of all, like I already said, it's just so inspirational to see everybody working together and the way that we connect to each other on such a level, even though it's just a tennis team. It's not a professional team. Like we don't play four hours a day every day. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a tennis team, just a part of our lives at school. But anyway, what really got me was at the very end of the ceremony when people were taking photos, I believe. Oh, I can't. <laughs> My devil's partner came up to me and we played with her. I played with her last year as well. So this is our second and last season together because I only did tennis for two seasons. And she came up to me and she's like, Miss Vera, I have no words. And her, her eyes were just welling up with tears and mine welled up too. I cried quite a bit at the banquet, which I don't do. Like there's nothing wrong with crying. It's just a portrayal of an emotion. I actually support it. Because it's the same thing as laughing. I don't see the big deal about it, you know. But anyway, I'm just really not used to crying in public. I'm a pretty calm and collected person, especially in public. Like, I'm pretty reserved. You couldn't... I think you could read my face, but I don't think you could read it that well. But anyway, she said, you know, something along the lines of, I have no words. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and at that moment, we just kind of started crying. <laughs> And oh my goodness, I'll miss her so much. If you're listening to this, my beautiful devil's partner, I'll miss you. It was really nice playing with you. I already told you that, but I'll tell you that 6,000 more times. Destroy next season. Crush it. 
It's about drive. It's about power. Stay hungry. Devour. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but anyway, and so I started crying and then we're taking photos. I took photos with the coach and it's just so interesting. Like that moment specifically, I remember it forever. Even though I don't remember exactly what she said. <laughs> I can't I can't recall. I just remember looking at her and just that expression and also the expression I'm pretty sure I had on my face. And that just goes as far as saying that because I took a chance and I tried out for the tennis team, I was able to be part of this beautiful community of tennis, of the tennis team at my school. And thing is, with those communities, you could say, with teams, with the tennis team, my teammates will never be able to understand just how much the team meant to me. Not in a cocky way, not like, you could never understand me. I'm way too emo for this. <laughs> not like that. No, but genuinely, it has meant to me so much just being part of something. It's it's so interesting because like I said, it's a very small part of my life. Like tennis, I was, I mean, I was crazy about it until I was 11 because I wanted to be a professional tennis player. And then I just wasn't. And that's not really something I did. And so I quit. I know I quit at 11 years old. I was, I started playing when I was five or so. So I've been playing for quite a long time. And then I just, I stopped. I didn't want to anymore. I would fake sick just so I wouldn't go to practice. And so that that's it. I thought I'd never play again until last year. I just tried out for the team last summer. Actually, I said to myself, why don't I be part of something at school? Because I'm never part of something like I, I'm never I'm not very involved in school. OK, my excuse for it was always, well, I have a life outside of school, which rings to be very true. My life is outside of school. However, why not be part of something? And so I tried out for the tennis team. I was first my junior year, I was placed on junior varsity. And then after games where I would win 6-0, 6-0, maybe 6-1, maybe. For quite a lot of games against different schools, I was then transferred onto varsity, which is great. And anyway, I'll get into that a little bit deeper. But point is, for this season, it's been, I feel like just this semester at school has been a little bit challenging for me because I'm becoming increasingly more busy with each passing day and sometimes it is very overwhelming and sometimes I'm not in a good mood just at school because like when okay when I need to get my mind off of something I want to be alone and I want to I don't want to be surrounded by anybody I just want to do my own thing and at school obviously I can't really do that because I'm legally obliged to attend classes which is okay I really appreciate the opportunity but I'm just trying to convey that sometimes I'm not in the best mood at school and it's really hard for me when I come home from school to just click off, to just click and just for everything to be fine. I have to redirect my energy in something else. And so what tennis has meant to me is I would come to practice straight after school because, I mean, it's kind of required. And I didn't want to practice at first, but then my mood, I could just feel myself becoming happier and just feeling better and more at ease. And that has honestly changed the course of my life, even though it's such a minor thing to just go to school, be in a bad mood and then go to tennis practice and then just feel happier. But honestly, it has because there's such thing as a butterfly effect. Oh, have you heard of it? I'm pretty sure you have in some shape or another. Also, it's getting really hot. And by really hot, I mean, it's really not. But it's Southern California, so I can make that excuse whenever I want. Anyway, butterfly effect. So honestly, who knows? 
where I would be right now had I not joined the tennis team, had I not tried out. Because me trying out for it, really, I was taking a chance. Throughout my whole high school career, I was so convinced that I should just, you know, just eliminate school out of my life as much as possible so I could have more time to do things outside of it. But then I just took that chance and I tried out. And it has just, I can't convey this enough, but it's changed my life completely, completely. And thing is, something I'm still working on is opening up to people. I am. I'm, like I said, especially in public, I'm a pretty reserved person. I could talk about myself. Like, I have no problem with that. I do presentations quite easily in class. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm nervous about a lot of things. But it's fine, you know, but just genuinely opening up and sharing with people my hopes and dreams, that's something that's not necessarily easy for me in life, in personal life. Because I don't know, it's just, it's a weird dynamic because I can separate my content creator life from my personal life. Like when I meet people, I'm not, I don't say, hello, my name is Vera, but you should call me Vera V. By the way, follow my Instagram at Vera Nothing and watch my YouTube channel and listen to my podcast and be sure to pre-save my album when it does release. (laughs) That's not something I do. I just introduce myself as Vera. And if they know my social medias, all right. And if it does happen to come up, which honestly, most of the time it does not, then it does. And if it does not, it does not because I'm Vera in personal life. Here I'm Vera V and it's the same person, but it's just a different aspect of the same person. So anyway, I'm pretty reserved and I like separating things. Personal life, work, you know, if you want to call that a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work, just opportunity of a lifetime type of work, but it's work. And so with my tennis team, I actually did share my hopes and dreams and aspirations or some of it. I told them that I want to be a singer-songwriter. And when I say that, it's it's weird because I don't know what to expect. I remember the few times that I did share that with someone at school. It was people just looking at me look a little bit weird. And I feel like I'm I'm pretty sensitive to reading others and just reading body language and just feeling the energy shift. And so to me, things that may not seem hurtful, they do affect me. I feel like more than the people I know, (laughs) which is, it's a bold statement to make, but I feel like we're all sensitive in one way or another, but I'm just extra sensitive, especially about things that I want to do, you know? And like I said, it's different. Personal life is different. When people are telling you that straight to your face and when they're looking like that at you straight to your face, it's different than just some random comment. And so I just feel the energy shift and it's, I don't know, it just doesn't make me (laughs) feel good. It didn't make me feel good the few times that I did share it, but When I told my tennis team, it just kind of came up right before the banquet, I think, at one of the last games that I played at, it was taken well. And so also for tennis, we had Secret Sister, which I'm not sure if other teams do. I know at my school they do, but I don't know about other schools or states or (laughs) countries. Um, Probably not. But my team is just that amazing. Anyway, so you know about the game Secret Santa, right? It's when you draw the name of a person randomly, like in your family or your friend group or however you're doing Secret Santa. And you have a budget of, say, $20. That's how it was for us. And then, you know, they make a list of things they want. And you get something from the list. Or maybe you do something on your own. So you get them a gift. It's like a gift swap, gift exchange. So for us, we had Secret Sister because it's a team of girls and it just... Secret Sister sounds better, I think. Honestly, it sounds better. 
And so the secret sister that I had, um, I do the same and whatever. And we would get gifts every two weeks for them. And at the last banquet, so yesterday <laughs> at the banquet, it was our final gift exchange ever. It was, it was all in. You go all in within the budget, which I did not. I went above the budget because I was getting... I got my secret sister poetry books, three of them, from Barnes and Nobles. So, you know, that's that's a little bit expensive. But honestly, no regrets. I love those poetry books. And I'm glad that she's going to enjoy the poetry now. Anyway, and so the person that had me for secret sister, I did not know. I did not suspect at all. And I told her yesterday. I was like, I had no idea this was you. And she was like, yeah. The point is, in the note she wrote me, she was like, oh, I'm your third biggest fan. Like, <laughs> besides your parents. I can't wait. And I have no doubt that you'll become the greatest singer-songwriter. And thing is, I know that it's a it's a lighthearted comment, whatever, but it's just so unusual to me personally to have people around me believing in me in some capacity. It's just, I don't know. I'm used to my family believing in me, that's for sure. But then I'm just also used to being quiet about what I want to do in life with other people. It's not really something I bring up. So to have people supporting you, like from the sidelines, it doesn't matter, just knowing that there are people that do support you and are cheering on for you. It is so special. And also the coach, she was like, yeah, I mean, aren't you graduating this January? And I said, yes, because I am, in fact, graduating early. And she said, oh, well, I'm sure I'll see you soon in one way or another because, you know, <laughs> my team's local celebrity or whatever. So yeah, it just it's so special. And all of that came to be because I took a chance. I just took that chance. And it has impacted me forever. And actually, what's really interesting, very interesting, is that in August, when the season was officially starting, I did tennis camp during the summer. Okay, so I'll explain. Last year, because of, you know, restrictions and quarantine, and I mean, there wasn't really quarantine last year, but there kind of was. So it was just weirder because... Usually tennis at my school, it's a fall season sport, and I'm pretty sure it is in other schools and perhaps other states as well. But last year, obviously, that could not happen. So during fall, we just had practice, and our season started in the spring with the boys, which is chaotic because the coaches had to manage two teams at one time. Imagine doing that. Crazy, right? That just goes as far as saying our coaches were absolutely amazing. And so this, after that season... I did tennis camp at my school, and that was over the summer. I think it was maybe two months. If you're curious, go to my YouTube channel. I have vlogs from the summer. Just watch them. You'll get an idea of the schedule and everything. And then it was this season. And so practice started officially in, I think, it started maybe two weeks before school started, and school started August 17th don't quote me maybe 18th maybe 16th somewhere around there and that's when the season officially started because I think we had our first game the week or maybe the next week of school I also have that in my vlogs this is what's so great about documenting my life because it's all just there I can go back and I can look and so can you what was I talking about I think I lost my track of thought except no I did not so that's when practice started and I remember August it was after tennis camp I think just my last day at tennis camp or something like that or actually no it was okay I remember this distinctly it was after the first tennis practice as officially part of a season right just before the game and so I remember after going to my mom's room and I sat down her bed per usual my mom is my personal therapist 
thank you. I just pour my soul and my heart out to my mom. Love that woman so much. And I tell that every day. My favorite person in the whole world. Anyway, and I was like, you know what, mom? Maybe I don't want to be part of this tennis team. And it is something that I was thinking about for months, ever since tennis camp. I don't know why exactly. But I was just like, you know, maybe this is not something I want to do anymore. And she was like, okay, let's, you know, let's talk about it. Being part of this team, being part of tennis at school is the last chance you're going to get of being part of tennis ever because I'm graduating early. I'm graduating on January 13th, which is very soon. It is very soon. And so obviously where else am I going to do tennis? I can't play tournaments. I mean, I'm not disrespecting myself here. I'm just being objective. I'm not good enough to play tournaments. I would lose in a second unless I'm playing against novices, which also isn't exactly good sportsmanship of me because I'm not a novice. My first tournament of tennis that I ever won was a novice tournament, and I was not a novice back then, but it's just, it's the only one I could win. I know, I know. I used to get so nervous before tournaments. Anyway, and so she was saying how it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and it sure was. Sure was. And at first, I didn't want to do it. And my argument was that I just didn't, <laughs> this is so ironic now, but I just didn't feel like I was part of the team. Like, I just didn't feel like I clicked with everybody there, which honestly, it makes sense. It makes sense if you just join a team. And this year was a little bit different than last, obviously, because new people coming in, old ones coming out. It's not going to feel like you're entirely at home because it's new people. You need to adjust to that. However, my perfectionist brain was not having it. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I just, maybe I just don't belong. What do I do about that? Quit. Maybe I should quit. (laughs) And so I almost did. I really almost did. I was, I swear, on that day, I was going to text. I was going to message my coach and just be like, coach, I'm sorry. This is just a time commitment. I cannot execute willfully and enthusiastically right now. Not in that language because I'm not, I don't speak like that too much. I don't think maybe a little bit, but not too much. I was going to do it, but I didn't because I talked with my mom. It just showed me that I need to take a chance on things. I do. I need to give it a shot. And I'm so glad I did. Did I always feel like I wanted to go to practice and just play games, play games? Yes. I love playing games. I love the competitiveness. I love any sort of competition. Yes, absolutely. But practice? No, (laughs) gosh, no. And also doubles, it's a little bit trickier because you're playing with somebody else. The wins you share, the losses you share, it's a collective effort and it is different. And actually, when I started, I was like, no, I'm not going to do doubles. Like, absolutely not. Because I wanted to be a singles player. Thing is, oftentimes we have this idea in our minds of who we should be. And oftentimes that's not who we want to be. It is drastically different. So for me, who I thought I should be is I thought... I should eliminate school from my life as much as possible. And I thought I should be a singles player so that I could spend as much time by myself away from people rather as I could, which makes like no sense to me now. I don't know why I thought that, but that's just who I thought I should be. But then I realized that this is a team. Tennis is an individual sport, even doubles. They're an individual because it's doubles. It's the partnership individually versus another partnership individually. But I thought about it as a team. What is my best role in this team? How can I best contribute to my team? Well, as a doubles player, I'm good at doubles. I really am. This season, 
perhaps was not the best, but I know the way that I played was good and I played my best and that's all that matters. And also last season, I also did doubles, but over the summer I did singles. So (laughs) that's where that idea came from. But anyway, so I played doubles and it was different at first and I didn't know if this is something that I would like doing, but I really did. Because like I said, if you were just lucky enough to be paired with a partner as great as mine, if you're still listening, sup, sup bestie, (laughs) you're just so lucky because it's honestly, it can be such an incredible experience. You truly get to make a friend, a very genuine friend, which is, I think, just amazing, amazing. And honestly, on the topic of taking chances, I have a lot to say on the topic. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was so funny. Me after 20 minutes of speaking, I have a lot to say on this topic. Clearly, (laughs) duh, taking chances. Let's take this chance I'm taking. This project, this podcast, it came to be because I wanted it so badly when I was, I don't even know when. I just, I had this idea of a project in mind. Maybe since I was 14 or 15, I don't know. It's hard to say. When I started my YouTube channel, like really started. So let's say 14, 15 years old. I've always wanted to do this. Not necessarily an individual aspect of the podcast, but it's, but those guest episodes. And by the way, if you listened to last week's, please let me know what you think. Because to me personally, it was so incredibly impactful. And yes, I was nervous. I was giggling around quite a bit. Because that is what happens when I'm nervous. I just giggle like crazy. Like I just, I laugh. that is my stress relief just laughing but anyway this is a project I've been wanting for so long for years for years and you know when I thought I would start it I was like okay I should start it when I'm out of school so that I have more time for it you know when I did start it when did I start it when did I start it oh oh that is correct November 1st remember that date Remember, November 1st, 2021, this is when I started the project because it is what I wanted to do, not what I thought I should do. Also, take my Instagram, for example. It is my most popular social media platform at the moment with over 70,000 people following me. Can you imagine 70,000 people in a room? (laughs) This is a trick question because they will not fit. (laughs) They won't fit. (laughs) Oh, dude, that was funny. How many rooms do you think 70,000 people could fit in? Because I'm thinking about the room I'm in right now. I think maybe 25 could fit here. But then also if people are standing on top of each other, it could be maybe 50. Actually, maybe more. Maybe 75. No. Okay, um, 50. Um, okay, so you would need... Um, 70,000 divided by 50 is... Don't ask. I don't know. So you would need a lot of rooms is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a lot of people. How did that get started? Well, originally, like I've been saying, I created my social media platforms for my music. That was the intent behind it. I wanted to blow them up a little bit. And so that when I could release my music, it would be a very nice launching pad. And I just, I wouldn't have to start from zero. Because with music, it is, from what I've observed, it's really tough to start from absolutely zero. And I didn't want to do that. Because to me, everything I do is about my life and my story. It's all a journey, which is this podcast is about. It is about my musical journey. That's definitely the focus of it. It's You get to come on this ride with me of me becoming a singer-songwriter, which has been my dream for years. <laughs> but anyway, you know what's really funny about my Instagram? The way I got my the recognition and 
<laughs> the popularity, you could say, that I have now on the beautiful platform that is Instagram is through Instagram Reels. And that was a new feature. And I remember, I think it all started in December of 2020 because I decided that the December of 2020 was going to be my social media month. It was called, <laughs> I called it, it was not official or anything. That was just in my personal records. It was called the social media grind because that is, I just grinded through the month on social media. I had my YouTube channel at the time. I had my TikTok and I had my Instagram. So I thought I would get my big break on TikTok. TikTok. I'm not on this platform officially. I mean, I did post some things just to <laughs> redirect traffic to my Instagram, but it's not really a platform I like. I just really like the sounds on it and I use them, but that's about it. I'm just there for the audios. I try to eliminate my time on there as much as possible. Anyway, so I was making TikToks every day in December, maybe several a day. And that was cool because I did grow my following. I grew it to 10,000 on TikTok, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it was 12,000. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to go check. But it's just, you know, whatever. And so then my mom was like, Vera. See, it always comes back to my mom. My mom just knows everything. She was like, Vera. Sup, girly. <laughs> just kidding. That was another joke. I'm just full of it today, huh? Full of humor. Very good humored. Anyway, she was like, oh, do you know about this new feature Instagram is promoting? And I was like no what feature is it it might have been actually november before my social media month right but never but december is when it really started and i was like no what are you talking about mother <laughs> that was my terrible british accent if you listen to last week's episode you would know just how bad it is apparently it's not believable at all but you know you decide <laughs> could i pass <laughs> Could I pass as British? <laughs> Absolutely not. I could only pass as... I don't even know. Anyway, so she said that I should start uploading to Reels. And, oh my goodness, the amount of resistance I had in my body to just be like, no, absolutely not. Like, what is this? I'm making TikToks. It is fine. I'm not going to duplicate my content. I'm not going to re-upload to Reels. Ew. Like, what even is that? Until I just did it. In that video, it was... Okay, you could you could go on my account and you could scroll all the way down. And if you see the one with me in a red vest, that's the one that changed everything. I do believe it was November. But it just, it changed a lot for me. That was the beginning of it. And it was about me having grandpa style. And it was kind of relatable. Because at the time, I did have grandpa style. Maybe I still do. I don't know. If anybody's into fashion, please let me know. Anyway, I uploaded it and it got 30,000 views. And I remember being downstairs in the kitchen telling my dad, like, dad... My video got 30,000 views. 30,000 views. Can you imagine 30,000 people? Can you? I can't. I can't. 30,000 views. And that was incredible because I had maybe a thousand followers on Instagram. It was just people from my school, you know, like who else? And so honestly, that is not something that I expected at all. And so then I made another reel and another reel and it was kind of whatever. It wasn't really focused on anything. It was just random videos I made. Until this one. And this one happened in December because, like I said, it was my social media grind. That's the month of December. <laughs> the month to grind on social media. Except now it is every day. It is a yearly grind. 36. How many days are there in a year? 365. 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was the one about me wanting to hold the biggest concert in the history of concerts. It was also made in a style that's not my style right now, it was just, like I said, it was just a random video I made, whatever. 
And that got maybe 70,000 views. I don't know, maybe more, maybe 100,000. A lot. That's, that's all I'm saying, a lot. It got a lot of views. And it was, it was people supporting me. They were like, yeah, I'm going to come to your concert. What? You're going to come to my concert because I made a video about it? Is that not crazy? How much kindness is there in one person, you know? But point is, I resisted making reels so much until I just did it and I absolutely loved it. And now I don't really... I mean, all I do when posting short reels or TikToks or whatever is I do it on Instagram. I don't even... I don't really like TikTok, like I said. And I took that chance and I've been... uh, I'm so grateful for this, but I've been genuinely blessed and I got so lucky that everything just came together and magically magically I have 70,000 people looking at me and following me and finding my content helpful and beneficial to them is that not crazy because I feel like you know I feel like it really is so I feel like I want to conclude this episode right now this has been truly special to me my whole social media ride when it really it really started in April of 2021 because that's when I found my style and I realized what I wanted to do. And this ride continues with this podcast and with the beautiful, amazing, flabbergasting. Is that a word? Can I say flabbergasting? I know there's flabbergasted, but can I say flabbergasting? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out. Guests that come on, that are so graciously here with me, just having conversation about anything on this episode sharing their experiences and now transitioning onto music is that not beautiful i think it is and you know where that all came from do you know why i'm where i am right now and why i'm going to where i want to go because i took a chance it all starts with taking a single chance and that chance changes the course of your life forever Thank you so much for listening. That was such a smooth conclusion. I did not expect that out of myself. But I guess I should start because... Wow. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a blast because I certainly did have a blast recording it. I feel like I've started talking faster, which is good, but also, I don't know. (sighs) Thank you so much. I'm forever grateful. And bye. A billion kisses for you. Ah.